Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey everyone, it's Shawanda again, your host for Refreshing the Soul. I am so glad you tuned in for another episode, another week with me. I just pray, I was just reading 3 John 1 and 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And that's my prayer. My prayer is that, yes, I want you to prosper in all things even your health. I pray that you are in good health. You're taking care of your physical body, but most of all, just as your soul prospers. I love that it says just as, meaning I'm not prospering in everything else, but my soul is failing. Like my soul is behind. Like my soul is dying while I'm gaining the money I'm gaining relationships, I'm staying physically fit, I'm eating right, I'm doing all these things, but I'm never dealing with the wounds in my soul. I'm never dealing with the unforgiveness. I'm never dealing with the insecurities and the fear that still overwhelms me or leads me. That's not God's desire for your for your life. And so this morning, that's my prayer. And I say this morning, whether you're listening in the morning time, evening, afternoon, wherever you're at, that is my prayer. It's morning for me. Honestly, one of my favorite times of the day. It's quiet. My kids are asleep. I have my coffee. I have my candle back here. You may even hear the wick burning a little bit. It has a little sound, but oh, well, I'm going to have my candle on. But (laughs) just thank you again for being here. But I just love that it says soul prospers. So that means our soul can grow strong. Our soul can flourish. And that's what God wants. That's what he wants. And I think we have to really be honest with ourselves. Like we talked about last week, are you still dealing with things that you have been dealing with for years now? You have to ask yourself that question, man. I'm, am I still dealing with fear? Am I still dealing with this hurt or this pain that came from this wound that I once had that now I don't look at men the same. Now I don't look at women the same. Now I'm more guarded and protected when it comes to my finances. Whatever happened, whatever wound that hurt you, are you still living out of a place because of that wound? And I'm here to tell you, if you are, then your soul hasn't flourished. Your soul hasn't it hasn't grown strong. If anything, it's grown weak. And I pray that, that, you know, this series kind of, you know, just really exposes that place that you're open to that, opening that wound again, allowing God to touch that place with his word and just allowing the transformation to take place. You know, transformation, there's a timing for it. And I, I want to get in that a little bit this week and just how God has dealt with me in my own wounds. And when we say trust the process, I hear that a lot. You have to trust the process, but trust the way God processes you. There are some things that God has been dealing with me this year, and I have been walking with God for six years now, but God never touched the place in my heart 
that he's dealing with this year, he never touched that last year in 2019. In 2020, he's touching it. And in 2021, he's going to touch something else. We have to trust the way God processes us. There are some things maybe we do see in ourselves and we do know, like, I'm dealing with this. But if you know you're walking with God and you have a relationship with him and he speaks to you and there are things that he's already dealing with you on, don't rush trying to work on other things. Be in the moment and in the present of what God is dealing with you right now. Because if not, condemnation will come on us because we want to trans, we want to be different so bad. We want to be changed so bad. We want to be pain free so bad. And then you're putting transformation as God and not God as God. So we have to trust the way God processes us. So if you're in the season where God is dealing with you, with your wounds and with hurt and with pain, this is the right time for you. This is the right place for you. And last week, if you missed last week's episode, first, I want to encourage you to go back, listen to that episode because the refreshing of the soul is in stages. The way that I have learned to come to a place of wholeness, a place of healing, it just happened in stages. And the first part was always, I had to be honest with where I'm at. I had to allow myself to feel what I was afraid to feel. I had to allow myself to see myself in a way that I was afraid to even see myself. And we kind of dealt with that last week. So if you missed it, I would say go back, head over to last week's episode to listen to it. I was talking about just Esau and Jacob and how, and there's a story about these two brothers, they're twins. And Jacob pretty much, he kind of cheated Esau out of his birthright and out of his blessing. And Esau was hurt. Esau was wounded. And I think we're going to pick up a little bit on some of the story this week. So I just encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode. But you know what I want to talk about this week is just finding the root. Finding the root. That's kind of like the next stage. So as we're coming to a place of refreshing for our souls, that refreshing is a place of where we we take on God's, we take on Jesus' yoke, we take on his mindset. We allow him to take out the things that are not like him and we allow him to give us a new way of thinking, give us a new way how we should perceive life. Well, when we're finding the root, and I was saying finding the root and refreshing the wounded soul in this series, you know, wounds, when we're hurt, they can produce fruit. You know, a wound that's never treated, it can heal in a way with this ugly scar. So it can produce these ugly scars in our life. And I like to say it, it, it still produces fruit. And that fruit can look like jealousy, comparison, insecurity. It can look like unforgiveness. Even sometimes we may have been wounded where maybe we've been taken advantage of or cheated out of money or something, right? And so it causes us to look at life like as if anything that happens bad is like everything is something's bad always happening to me. Nothing ever works out. And you're seeing life through that way because you never dealt with the way that a wound changed your mindset. You never dealt with the way that a wound altered or shifted your way of how you view life and how you view yourself. And so what I want to do is I want to take, and I want you to do this with yourself 
for me, God showed me pride as my fruit of the wound. <laughs> That's funny. I may call that this <laughs> for this episode, fruit of the wound. But I didn't even realize that I was dealing with pride. You know, I had to, one, come to Jesus like we talked about in the last episode. I was questioning God about some things that I was feeling in my soul in a relationship. And I'm like, God, why why am I here? Why am I feeling this? Like, Lord, I just, you know, I, I had to come to him. I had to be honest. Like, this is how I feel. And I want to be honest with you. When I came to Jesus about how I was feeling and I gave him my honesty and I was honest in that place, you know, Holy Spirit said, you know, all will be revealed. So he didn't tell me in that time. He didn't tell me it was pride. And this was like a few months before he actually revealed it to me. So that's why I say you have to trust the way that God processes, because there are some things that God is not going to reveal to you or give to you until you're ready to receive it. Right? So even if there are people around you or there are other opinions or words that you may hear from others and they're telling you about yourself, if it's from God, you'll know it's from God. You'll know what he's dealing with you in that season. And you can't push yourself past a place that God is not wanting you to deal with yet. And I feel like I don't hear us talk about this much. Sometimes it's like, okay, if we have this issue, like it has to be fixed. No, God is the one who gives the increase. He is the one who causes the change. He is the one who causes the transformation. We partner with God in it. So our part is to come to him is to be honest, is to hear what he has to say about it. Hear where he's saying, this is why you do this. Hear if he's saying, hey, you know what? In this, read this scripture, meditate on this. This is what I want you to believe. And for me at that particular time, he said, all will be revealed. So I was still blinded to whatever was going on in my soul. And I had to continue to move forward in a place of what God was doing with me at that time. And so months go by and God starts to deal with the place in me. And sometimes I think we talk like that, but we don't, we don't really tell people, what does that look like? How did he deal? I was literally restless. Like I could not sleep. And when I would toss and turn and what would come to mind was my relationship that I had with someone. And I just remember feeling hard in that place. Like I just, I felt hurt. I didn't want to be in a relationship again. It was just that, but it was like, God was stirring me in the middle of the night. Like he wanted me to see that this was still in my heart and I needed to deal with it. And I remember getting up one morning and I came to him and I was just honest. And I just said, Lord, I just don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't, you know, I'm just giving him my honesty. And I, journaled, I wrote down, I said, but God, what are you saying to me right now? What do you want me to hear? And what do you want me to know? And he said, I want you to let go. I'm like, let go. Let. What do you want me to let go of God? And he said, I want you to let go of the pride. See, I thought I had forgiven. I thought I had moved past all of this, things that happened to me in the past, even with my marriage. But what I realized, though I may have moved past the hurt of what happened then, my mindset was still the same. See, that wound produced pride. 
And pride is really a place of where you operate out of fear. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to be shamed. And so I would try to control what's going on in the relationship to prevent from me being hurt again. So though I wasn't necessarily holding on to the past, like I didn't, I wasn't bringing up the past, you know, or or what happened to me, the way my mindset was altered because of the wound, because of the infidelity, because of my past, when it was altered, then I always, I still latched on to that same mindset. And he was like, I need you to let go of that mindset. And so that's what finding the root is. So pride was the fruit, but pride was not the root, right? So I had to act like, what, what is pride? Because every time I hear pride preach is always that scripture and Proverbs, you know, pride comes before destruction and all this, this. So you're thinking, okay, let me not have pride, but you don't, you don't uproot pride. You don't get rid of pride. It just don't, you have to find the root of it. And that root, you know, when I looked at what pride is, it really, it comes from, it's you, the fear of being embarrassed and shame. And I was like, oh my goodness, I fear being embarrassed again by someone cheating on me. I fear being shamed in that way. So pride will also, it's also, you're also trying to just control the outcome. You're trying to control the way things look even the way you look or the way in my case, like our relationship, like it had to go a certain way so that I know this won't happen. So I know that I won't get, that I won't be cheated on, that you're going to be faithful. And maybe for you, whatever it is for you, it maybe it's pride. I feel like pride is, is something that we don't realize that we have because of the way that It could be taught because it sounds so, so, so selfish and so, so, so bad. But pride, I'm telling you, if you have a fear of being hurt again or fear of being embarrassed or shame, that's actually what pride is. And it's also, it's almost like this sense of entitlement and this entitlement to do what you do and say what you say and respond the way you respond because you don't want to be hurt. You don't want to be shamed. You don't want to be embarrassed. And I had wrote down, I don't know if someone said this or his quotes or or if it was me, I just found it in my journal. But I had wrote down, we must not have a sense of entitlement when it comes to our healing. We must not have a sense of entitlement when it comes to our healing. I was praying like, God, I just, I just want you to heal me in this place. I want your super, I would say supernatural healing because before he had revealed to me what it was that was going on in my soul, I was just stirring at night. And I remember just feeling this hard place in my soul. Like I'm just, I'm hurt and I don't want to be in a relationship again. I don't want to deal with any of the same stuff I've dealt with before. And I would just be like, Lord, just supernaturally heal me. Like, just go ahead and just get me over to the place of healing because I didn't want to have to go through any of the process of where I'm having to dig deep, look at myself. And I'm here to tell you, yes, God, God will perform miracles. He does. He's still performing miracles. He's still healing. But when it comes to our mindset, when it comes to trauma that we have experienced and experiences that have hurt us, where we have a mindset shift, a change in the way we perceive, think, feel, and choose, God wants to get to the root of it. That's one thing I learned by God. God doesn't half step. 
God is very patient. He is a God who loves you. And the first thing that love is in the Bible is patient. And God will patiently deal with you in every area of your life. So if you have that sense of pride, that sense of entitlement, I'm here to tell you, you have to get to the root of it. You have to get to like, Lord, like what happened? What do I fear being hurt by? What do I fear being shamed by? And look at how you could be controlling a situation. Maybe look at even how you could be manipulating and saying things in a way where you're trying to control because you're so afraid to be hurt. You're afraid to be honest. You're afraid to be truthful so you can manipulate and communicate in a way that's not healthy. That's like this roundabout sneaky attack, you know, I don't know. I think that's for someone (laughs) because it just came out of nowhere. But really, really take your time in this process, in this stage of finding the root because it comes from, it comes from somewhere. The way I have always like processed in this stage and finding the root to why I do what I do, I always ask these four questions. I call it the four W's because they all start with W. So the first question I would ask is, okay, what happened? What took place? And I would write it down like, okay, and you could say whatever, whatever happened to trigger that emotion of hurt or insecurity, whatever it is, write down, okay, what just happened? Not what happened in the past, but what triggered this pain? If you remember from last week, I talked about my son, Maurice, Oh, I didn't say his name, but I just said it. (laughs) I talked about my son, Maurice, and he had a splinter. We couldn't get it out. So we let it pass. And over a few days it did. And he rubbed the finger up against something and it caused some pain. Now, what happened? We're saying, what did your finger just bruise? What just happened in the moment, right? You have to start with, the feeling. What choice did you just make? What did you just lash out? Like explain what happened, right? Two is, okay, so what did you feel? I felt pain. (laughs) It hurt. Oh, I felt angry or I felt fearful. I was scared. Whatever you felt because of what just happened. So you're explaining that out, right? And third question is, okay, why did you feel this way? See, if I was to brush my finger, I'm just still using my son's example. If I was to brush my finger up against a wall, it's not going to hurt, right? But if I had a splinter before and I brushed that my finger up the wall against the same place, it's going to hurt. Why did it hurt? Because of what was already there. So we kind of got to start in this area, in this third question, why did you feel that way? You have to really start putting a story together, what is the story behind your feeling? And this is where we start getting to the root because again, it's the mindset. The mindset is just that narrative, that story that you have been telling yourself probably even for years now. It could be even a story that you've been telling yourself since you were a child. And the fourth question is where in your past, even as a child, do you remember feeling this or did you develop this idea, this story? So these questions help you get back to the root of what's going on in your soul, why you feel what you feel, where is your mindset alter and change. And when you can develop that, when you can get you can get that, now you're no longer walking blindly 
to pain in your life. You're no longer operating out of that place because now if something was to brush up against you again, even if you misstep and react in a way that that's not unhealthy, you're no longer blind to it. You're like, ah, I know I did that because you've already been through this stage. You've done the work where you're like, okay, so let me begin to start thinking differently so I can begin to make different choices, right? So that's finding the root. And so I just want to share with you how God dealt with me in this place of showing me how I felt entitled. Like I felt entitled to seeing my relationship And I'm talking about currently, not in the past when I was married, but seeing my relationship go the way I want it to go because of what happened in the past. I'll put it like that. Like I had a sense of entitlement that I didn't even know. But again, coming to Jesus and bringing to him, this is where he gets me into the story of Esau and Jacob. He brings me to the word and I'm reading from Genesis 33. In verse four through nine. So Genesis 33, verse four through nine. This is after Esau had been cheated on by Jacob twice, right? So they haven't seen each other in years. I mean, Esau, if you if you remember from last week, he was full of hatred. He had this exceedingly great cry. He was so hurt, right? And his father said, listen, when you become restless, you're going to remove the yoke that your brother put on your neck. And so it's been, I want to say about maybe 20 years since they have seen each other, talked to each other, no communication, nothing has happened since. Okay. So this is them meeting up for the first time ever since that happened. Verse four says, but Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. And he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, who are these with you? So Jacob said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. So this is Jacob showing Esau all of his family. So verse 7, and Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. Verse eight, then Esau said, what do you mean by all this company, which I met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. So before Jacob and Esau met, Jacob tried to give Esau, let's say an offering. He wanted to give him gifts and stuff just to say, hey, I'm coming in peace. Be nice to me. But pretty much I know he felt, you know, I know what I did to you but this is to show you that I'm trying to play nice, right? So Esau's like, why did you send all this? And Jacob is saying, you know, I just want to, this is to find favor in your sight. But listen to verse nine. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. I'm telling you, when I read that, first of all, back to verse four, they haven't seen each other. And I, I mean, I encourage you, you can read the whole story. I think it starts at Genesis 27, 23, around that area, in the 20s. But I read the whole story and they hadn't had any communication or anything at all. And Esau was wounded. But when Esau meets Jacob, it says he runs, he meets him and he embraces him. He kisses him, he he falls on his neck. Esau displays this type of love 
where Jacob didn't have to prove himself. He he didn't have to show himself. Esau didn't have a sense of entitlement. He didn't feel like I need to see this, this, and that before I can embrace you, before I can kiss you, before I can show you love. And that just, that's when God highlighted to me, this is my way. This is the way. This is the root that I want you to have. But your root has this sense of entitlement that point A, B, C, D, and all this needs to be done. Things need to be checked off before you can give this and before you can do this, right? And he said, that's pride. And the reason why Esau was able to do this is in verse nine. But Esau said, I have enough. Wow. When we can get to the root of our wounds, I feel like what we can find in there is some sort of vacancy, some sort of hole, some sort of piece that was stolen, something that was just taken from us. And we keep trying to get it back and fill it up through others satisfying us. And actually, that's the definition of pride as well. It's when you have this deep pleasure over the or satisfaction over your own achievement or someone close to you, their achievement. That That's what pride is. And I didn't realize that's what I was looking for. I was trying to be deeply satisfied in a place where I actually could have enough on my own. And so, man, I don't know if that's you today. If you're listening to this and you realize Gosh, I have been trying to make man, and that means man or woman or things, material things. It can be, you know, alcohol, it can be drugs, it can be whatever, pornography. You've been trying to make other things deeply satisfy you. Something that you that will give you a sense of control, a sense of pleasure, a sense, even of a sense of protection right? That's what we're really ultimately, when you're wounded, you're looking for this sense of um, protection and love. And I'm telling you, God, even in this place right now, he wants to heal that place, but he wants you to see that place in you. God so much wants to heal me. I know when I was crying out to him saying, Lord, would you just supernaturally heal me? And I'm sure he was like, oh, my daughter, I plan to do so through shifting your mindset, through you seeing what's at the root of the fruit of your wounds. And now that I know that that's there, next week we're going to get into just how how we uproot it. How do we get to a place where we begin to no longer operate or live and speak and respond out of these unhealthy places, honestly, out of a place of pride? But this week, I just wanted to focus on finding the root. And I want you to take take those four questions, whatever it is. It may not be prior for you. Maybe there's something else you see in yourself. Take some time, sit with those four questions, lay it before God, hear what he has to say. I'm telling you, he will reveal to you if you allow him to. And even in that moment in time, if you don't hear anything, it's okay. You can continue to ask, but continue to seek God. There's a timing for his transformation. There's a timing for the things that he wants you to know. We just have to remain open regardless. Don't be close to seeing yourself in a way that you probably need to see yourself for a moment 
just to be like, no, I'm choosing to no longer be this way. I'm choosing to no longer walk with a sense of entitlement because I don't want it to keep me from being healed. And I believe that's what you really, really have to ask yourself. Do you want to be healed? Jesus asked that question so many times because a lot of times we can make excuses and even the excuse of not wanting to see yourself a certain way because of you being hurt or your fear of being embarrassed, your fear of being shamed can prevent us from being healed, can prevent us from the relationships that God wants us to have. And so here at the end of every podcast, I like to end with a confession for our souls. So if you can just take a moment and repeat after me, I'm taking these confessions. These are confessions that I've made from actually the scriptures we read today. So repeat after me. I prosper in every way and continually enjoy good health just as my soul prospers. The way I perceive and think is growing strong. My desires, my feelings, and my actions are flourishing. I put aside my sense of entitlement. Man is not required to satisfy me. The root of fear or embarrassment of shame is destroyed. Let me say that one again. The root of fear of embarrassment and shame is destroyed. I have enough because I believe what Jesus has already given me is enough. I am enough because I believe Jesus says I'm enough. Amen. If you believe that and receive that, continue to profess it over your life, continue to speak it when those thoughts come up. And I believe that, you know, you will walk into transformation. Romans 12 and 2, I believe it is. It says that, you know, not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? So this is us exercising our faith and renewing the way we think, the renewing the way we see ourselves, renewing the way we choose to see others. And so I pray that this episode was a blessing. I pray that just as all things in your life prospers and even your health, I pray that your soul prospers. I pray that you continue to grow strong, that you continue to flourish and be all that God has made you to be. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.